Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. Uh, hopefully, I don't have to introduce myself, um, but my name's right there, so <laughs> you don't have to. Uh, so uh, I'm here today with back again with Sidekick Brad. Uh, we missed you last week. Oh, I'm hearing some maybe sarcasm. No, I mean it. Okay. I mean it. Don't fight with me today, though. We're not going to fight. We've already been fighting today. So no more fighting between me and Psychic That was Brad. not fighting. We were, we were fighting. <laughs> I almost hung up the phone on you today. Anyway, oh, hi, please. everybody. Uh, we are uh, Facebook Live right now. So, uh, so here's what started the topic today that I want to talk about. So I want to talk about breakups and deal breakers. I talk to my clients all the time about deal breakers. Yeah, it's a big one. Uh, well, a lot of people don't think about it. A lot of people don't think about what their deal breakers are. And you do need to know that prior to getting in a relationship. Uh, so, so we're going to give you some today. So you're saying people themselves don't know what their own deal breakers are? They don't. Sometimes wow. they haven't thought about it. As a matter of fact, last night I was sitting out with my neighbors and uh, they now listen to the show. But they are super funny and pretty wild. And uh, one of my neighbors... Those uh, crazy Addison people. Oh, my God. Well, it's Dallas. But, yeah, close enough. Uh, but We're off a belt line. <laughs> please don't tell people where I live, Brad. God. Okay. I mean... Okay. There's only thousands of homes over there. So. Okay. All right. Anyway, so I was hanging out with my neighbors, and uh, I was telling them that we were going to do this podcast today on deal breakers. And one of the guys said, oh, I don't have any deal breakers. There's no deal breakers for me when it comes to a relationship. You just stick stick with it. So, uh, yeah, we pulled some out of him by the end of the night. So, I bet. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that one. What about, oh, that's a good oh, one, yeah. too. <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually just threw out there. So cheating would not be a deal breaker. Oh, yes, that would be a deal breaker. But it's my point that a lot of people don't think about it. Yeah. So we're going to talk about it today. Uh, and Brad is going to uh, be checking in on social media. Thank God he's so good at that. Um, I am not. Uh, but he's going to be checking in. So if you have any, uh, if you have any comments or even anything we say, if you disagree, it's fine. But uh, let us know. So, uh, so I have a water here. So excellent. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Ziggy. Uh, he's our producer. So shout out to Ziggy for my water. Uh, okay. So here's what started the conversation. Uh, my ADD self today. Uh, so I've been hearing the story going around the media and it's all about temperatures, uh, body temperatures and what the thermostat is on and why people break up and because of, uh, because of different thermostatic temperatures in the house. So usually men like it super cold and women like it warmer. Uh, so, but not all the, all the time because there's lots of women like myself that actually do like it cold. Uh, but, but so people are breaking up over this. So the statistic was, and nobody believes it, 43% of people break up over the thermostat differences that they can't live with them. Or the wow. AC, yeah. So I, my, my funny line is, my ex used to always say to me, I can, I can take, wait, you, you can put more clothes on, but I can't take any more off. So that was, valid. I was it was totally valid. Good so uh, good point, right? Yeah. So, and I don't know, I mean, most females I know, and that includes family members and sisters and my daughter even, they like to curl up on the couch under a blanket anyway. Yeah, that's the so, best part of sleeping. 
get it. And it really, it's a pretty really easy cold. solution. <laughs> yeah, I just happened to think, like, why did why did he want me to put more clothes on? You'd think that he would fix it so I had less, but yeah. that's why he's not my boyfriend anymore. <laughs> okay, so there you go. Uh, okay, so let's let's start talking about deal breakers, though. Because I, I, there are some that are like the major deal breakers, like cheating, right? I mean, obviously, right. obviously that's a huge deal breaker. However, I've heard from, I mean, and I kind of agree, I, though I don't think cheating is acceptable. If it's done in a marriage, should somebody at least give that person an opportunity? Should they go to counseling? Should, they should try to work it out, right? I mean, because sometimes uh, the cheating is a that. symptom I've... of something else or there's bigger problems underneath. And if you're... Sometimes cheating, and I have seen it, where once that's opened up, the relationship gets better. So it actually healed their relationship. So I think it's there are exceptions. Uh, I've known couples that made it mm-hmm. yep, after after a, a bad situation like that, uh, cheating. And I don't know if they're stronger, but they're definitely in a different place. Right. But it's still a happy place. And I think there's some merit to that if you if you can can get through that fight through that. I think if it's multiple, I think like you talked about on here, that may be a different scenario. But uh, one failure, you know, maybe some forgiveness. There was an interesting question here right off the bat that I thought we should address real quick. As Christians, should we be able to forgive and take back regardless of any deal breakers? Hmm. Well, we're just kind of discussing that. That's a tough one. Because technically you are supposed to, right? If you read the book and believe the red letters. Um, it, regardless of any deal breakers. But let's just so. let's just say that there's another, you know, another place in the Bible that says protect your heart. You know, and that and I think it, it all depends on how you interpret scripture. But I would think that that would be appropriate here because it's important that we're smart too about you know, whatever that, I mean, I don't know. It depends well, I on the think situation. the key is, I think the key is, is you can forgive and still not stay. That's true. Thank you, Brad. I mean, if, again, if there's a pattern, if there's a pattern there and this is something that continually reoccurs mm-hmm. to me, it shows a lack of commitment on the other person. And so you can still forgive that person and not keep putting yourself in a situation. And what makes me think about it is like a battered wife. Right. They stay and, and, it's tough for them to leave and they have all the regret and the guilt and all the stuff that you know more, way more about than I do, but, um, on the psychology of it. But I think that's a perfect example of you have to get out of that situation, uh, but you can still forgive the person yeah. that's, that's doing that. So, yeah, that's uh, those are, those are hard ones. And you know, the one thing I would say about all of that is there is, we do have to protect our heart. We do have to protect our spirit. And abuse of any sort in a relationship takes, I mean, it's like it takes a piece of you. And I oh, for sure. personally yeah. have such a hard time believing that that God intended us to be in a relationship to have parts of our spirit taken away, you know, or, or beat down because yeah. we are, you know, we should be lifting each other up. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I, for it's sure. not making us better, then go to counseling. So what's the first step in us or people uh, figuring out what their deal breakers are? Is it literally just sitting down with a piece of paper? What is, I mean, honestly, what is acceptable? What's not acceptable? If you haven't thought about it, you need to think about it. You know, why would you leave? I mean, everybody's left relationships before, you know, why did you leave? What's acceptable? What's not, not acceptable. I mean, everybody's got their personal 
everybody's got their personal deal breakers. You know, like alcoholism, drug abuse, uh, any kind of abuse for that matter might be a deal breaker, happens to be for me. But uh, <laughs> I would hope most women of those three would be on there. Uh, but yeah, I would think so. Hey, you know what? There are there are lots of people that are in patterns of abuse that are okay with other patterns of abuse. You know, oftentimes alcoholics find other alcoholics or, you know, or right. things like that. And yep. so then maybe in those circumstances, it's acceptable. But if you don't know your deal breakers, then you don't know your boundaries. And that's a bigger deal than anything. So uh, so let's keep going with deal breakers. So uh, another one that came up last night was smoking. Uh, that was one of the, and I know that is something that, that somebody might consider a little bit more superficial, but that's a lifestyle thing. I can't be any more superficial than the thermostat. Uh, well, forty-three <laughs> percent of people can't figure out how to make a compromise. I right. mean, that that's great to me. I'm sorry, that's just that stat. Just I just scratch my head on it and say, when we wonder why there's issues in the dating world, the conditional, we conditional out, love, conditional like, dating. Yeah, you can't figure out the thermostat. Right. Like that's a pretty simple solution. To right. Me. Yeah. Like, there's there's got to like, be compromise. Versus like um, one of them we talked about earlier was snoring. Well, that's a physical thing. Like you could go get it fixed probably, and there's things you can do. But at the same time, it's like that's a one that's a physical problem. Yeah, snoring is a and toughie. That's a tough one. Snoring, that came up as well. Uh, you know, a lot of people that, that have that problem sleep in separate bedrooms. <laughs> and uh, and I, oh my gosh. Oh my God, I don't know how that funny. works. So you, you have fun and then you go to your separate rooms? That's what happens. <laughs> I, so. I actually know couples that have different sleep cycles and one of them likes to stay up late and one of them goes to bed early and they sleep in separate bedrooms. I, wow. I, and you know what? At the end of the day, that's a personal preference. I mean, if, I, if, if it if makes them happy, if you're not that's... a snuggler, if it's not, the, you don't want to wake up to next you. to your person. Yep. Some people don't. Uh, some people don't. If you, if that's not important to you, uh, that's not important to you, then that's okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's why you have to look at your own personal deal breakers, right? Right. So, uh, so. John commented and said addiction is in a whole different league than the thermostat. I get you. I, I hear you. It is. It is. It's a whole different, it's a whole different thing. Uh, so one of my neighbors last night was saying that, and here, this almost goes with the thermostat. I hate to say it, but he has to have the TV on when he goes to sleep. Like, but oh see, my so again, God. though, but is that like that would that would be a deal breaker? Like we can't figure out a compromise on that. Like to me, like I get the real serious ones: addictions, abuse. Yeah, uh, if if, but we're really gonna say I can't take this anymore. I'm out. Well, not break up. Not maybe not break up. Okay. but we're not sleeping together. Um, <laughs> at least through the night. <laughs> I guess I gotta watch. I okay, guess. here was another one, so and I love this maker? one. No, this is a big one. I love this one. We're getting off that one. We're getting out. Okay, so I hygiene. hygiene. That's a big one. That's a big one. Yeah. That's a big one. Yep. I mean, are there particular hygienes that we need to think about? I think it's everything. Th well, number one, let's talk about the fact that all of it. <laughs> that all of it, every bit. Deodorant, brush your teeth, manscaped. <laughs> Everything, <laughs> everything, uh, awesome. but, but, uh, but chemistry, so much of chemistry is pheromones and people oh, don't realize sure. that smell is such a big component in yep. your attraction to people. You I know, I completely agree. I, uh, I, I think, so. don't you think, especially on the female side, no, like if a man smell, but I mean, just saying, 
I don't think we go, oh, well, she's no, I'm not going to. Okay, so I will just say. But I know women love. I will say that and, the people that like the men that I have been with, like they will, they tell me they'll crave my smell. Like they, they, they love my, no, it's, but it's that's, that's not a deal breaker. That's what I'm talking about though. No, no, no. Okay. So, but if, if that's chemistry, that's not anything else, but, but that's what you want. Like when somebody has these pheromones, it's not that it's just, it's a, it's no, a personal I, it's a thing. thing. It's a thing. I yeah. Get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But you so can, yes, men think it too. I mean, men definitely but feel that But the deal way. with that is too, again, you can mask that, right? I can find the cologne you like, or I can find the perfume. You cannot you like. mask stink. Well, you cannot I, mask pheromones. Right. I mean, right. if chemistry is not there, it's certain not there. Funk, it doesn't. Certain it, funk. It doesn't matter. I'm not talking about certain funks here. <laughs> You're gonna get me all rattled. Okay, so, so you can't mask pheromones with cologne. I think the only thing that happens when you put an overabundance of cologne on, you've put you've you've put a, you've dumped li like stink on top of more stink. <laughs> It's not going to work. So, but, but that does mean clean clothes. I've heard women say like men have come out with wrinkle clothes. You don't have to iron your t-shirt and your jeans, but, mm. but make sure that you're pressed, like make sure that you look good. And that goes for women too. Men, and we've said this before, men notice, you know, women, the way they're dressed as well. Uh, probably more than women notice men, uh, but, but deodorant. I mean, you don't have to wear cologne. You don't have to, but that is a bonus if you have something that smells good on you. It is. No, I had I had a, a gal I actually in, ended up dating for a while. Worked at um, I don't want to say the name because you know using it, but a, a, a place that sells these things, right? And she said, "Sells what cologne? Colognes. Okay. You know, and she said you need to try several different ones because your skin chemistry will react different." to the particular um, colognes that you try. And I was like, seriously, you don't just like like the one you smell? And they're like, no, because it will smell different when it is smells on your skin. Smells different on your body chemistry. So she taught me how to figure out kind of what that smell is. And then she took me to the most expensive. Brad, I've never one. smelled your cologne. As so, long as I've known you, I've never smelled a cologne on you ever. I have some on today. So. I can't smell it. Uh, but at least you don't smell bad. So a couple of things, a couple of funny things. Kelly jumped on here and said, no, you cannot mask it. Smell is part of the chemistry. <laughs> so yes. She agreed with you? Yes. And then I thought this was an interesting comment about deal breakers and the whole situation and not being accepted by your person's family and friends ah. plays a huge part in a relationship overall. I experienced that. And then you yourself spend hours trying to be appreciated and it's yeah. a horrible feeling. That's a big one. It and that's at no one. fault of you, right? Like that's not your fault that you're just trying to be your person to, for your person. And, yeah. and so what's, how do you, is there any way you can help that? That's a great or? deal breaker. I mean, obviously it's funny. I just had this conversation last night with a couple of friends with at dinner. Uh, and you have to try to get along with somebody's family. I mean, it's their family, but when they're, but deal breaker would be is if there is a dysfunctional family or a dysfunctional uh, relationship with an ex-wife or husband, those are deal breakers people need to look at up front because, and it's something I screen for with matchmaking is that whole ex thing being dysfunctional because yeah, that can really be right. mess oh, up yeah. a relationship. People yeah. underestimate 
that until it actually happens. Uh, but but your ex needs to have a good relationship, number one, with their ex. And they also need to do whatever it takes to make that transition to your to their family for you easier. So what's the let's let's unpack this a little bit, my favorite term. Brad likes to unpack things. What is why were you over at my house when I was moving? Is what I'm no, I'm I didn't wondering. know. Nobody called me. I'd have been there. Okay. Um, packs things. Is there a time period that you make that effort and then at some point say, I can't do this anymore? Like if you truly think you found your person and this family thing, not an ex, let's just talk mom, family, dad, like, sister, right. is an issue. Is there a time frame though you try to make that an you know, a, a fix and then finally say, I can't do this. Do you go to the? Do you do you go to your other person and say? I think the hardest I'm working part my of, tail off here and yeah. nothing's happening. I think the hardest part of that dynamic is the fact that if it's not working, then the person that's in the relationship with you, like that your party's family, the the person, they get in the middle. They end up yeah. in the middle of things, and then they have a decision to make. So. It, and it really just depends on the dynamic and the reason. And, yeah. you know, one thing I will say from experience, unless you have a dysfunctional family, which many do, and everybody's dysfunctional at some point, but unless it's really dysfunctional, you should really, you should really take your, listen to your family. They love you. They want, they should want love for you. They should want you to be in a healthy relationship. If they see a red flag that you don't with a person and that's why they don't like them, you might want to pay attention. I, I see that more often than not. Or friends very often will, will come in and, and I've heard this a lot. Females do this. This is crazy, Brad. So a lot, a lot of guys tell me that female, women's female crazy, friends, crazy stop female. it, Brad, that women's female friends go in and tell the guy, you should not date her anymore. You know, in their best friends, these are best friends with girls. With, so that's the girl's best friend. Mm-hmm. Girls Going behind like her dogging back. their other girlfriends. Why do y'all do that? I don't know. I don't, I mean. Don't get it. Why do the guys stay? Is after there a jealousy warned? thing? Is that a, now? Is that usually, a... it's a warning because there's really something going on. But I hear it a lot. If a girl warns you guys of of their friend like doing something, or you should leave, then you should leave. They know something you don't. <laughs> I'm just saying it's true. I mean, but guys Take don't. The advice. I hear it. I hear guys tell me. All, I mean, I hear it a lot. Well, no. I know. Wake up. Yeah. Uh, you know. So here's. Here's one of mine. Here's one of my deal breakers. And I bet it's a lot of people's out there. And that's inconsistency. And inconsistency, okay. it's big, that. big and broad, right? Because that's a big, vague statement you it, just made. It, it, is a, it is a big statement. And there's a lot of things that go into inconsistency. But for a woman, a relationship and a man is her safe place. And when that safe place is inconsistent, it creates a lot of uh, chaos and insecurity and um, just just unrest in a woman. And I feel like, guys, the more consistent you can be, and I know it sounds stupid, but that can be communicating, like a text about in say, the let's morning. Talk, so let's walk, let's get some very specific. Yeah. Again, uh, uh, we grunt and, and do things. <laughs> so you have to like tell us really, really, tell us exactly what we need to do because it makes our lives a lot easier too. So is that, is that communication? So that's texting and calling. Yes. And 
that's romance and well again big and broad that means you know if if you're dating somebody a good morning text or phone call is great i mean that's a okay that's a necessity actually uh because it's that communication that keeps things going you're stoking you're just keep adding a little bit of wood to the fire yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. You're keeping the yeah. flame alive a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Uh, and making sure you're having, uh, you know, consistent conversations about things that matter, that you're taking time for each other. Uh, consistency would be about, about your being there, supporting each other. Intentional. Intentional. That's your 2020 I I, word of the, is after, be yes. intentional. Yes. That was Show your quarantine. intent. Act. Do the things necessary to be consistent. So, I think so many people have forgotten what consistency is because they're so wrapped up in their own life or their own needs. Well, it's been like this too. So it's been so crazy too. But, but so. you are a constant. If, yeah. you, if you're if you're flip flopping with all the energy in the world, you're in trouble. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. God. We're only six months. We got another six months of this 2020. <sighs> I don't know what happened. Crap. Uh, can we start over? Okay. <laughs> But um, consistency. Let's, let's somebody talk else commenting? Another, yeah, they. I'm not going to read the comment, but I think she brings. I, I know the point she's saying, and that's and that's kids, children. Uh-huh. Is that a deal breaker in certain cases, or in a lot of the cases that you and I talk about, it tends to be, in my opinion, it tends to be the age of the kids. It may yes. not necessarily just be kids. It may be the desire to so have kids yeah. or the age of your kids. So I think there's two things. There's two things with kids. Number one is the age of the children. Right. And number two is the parenting. So, oh, yes. So if there's totally different parenting styles, it creates issues. That's going to be an issue. Yeah. And here's the thing about that. And I I know my clients are listening. They know uh, because we've talked about it. Uh, those are things you need to try to conquer from the beginning and try to understand. And that's where values come in, knowing what you stand for, what you won't stand for. So, you know, what your, Mm -hmm. what your deal breakers are and your deal makers, but, but values, how somebody raises their children are based on their values and what they believe and their level of mental health. And I say mental health from a lot of times from divorce, there's people parenting out of guilt so they're overdoing it. We've, yeah, yeah we've even talked about this. Yeah, they're overdoing it. Or, and I see it a lot. I'm not trying to pick on you guys because women are smothering to their children sometimes. And men are too over, uh, it's not overgiving, but maybe, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The guys maybe. are, they, they, guys will spoil their children, give them whatever they want. You know, because of the fact that they feel guilty because they've divorced and right. they've broken up the family. So you want this or you need this or you need my attention or... Come to daddy's house. We'll handle that. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. and that's dysfunctional too, because when you have a new partner in your life and sometimes the dynamics of what happens is children will try to compete for the attention. Oh, they for sure manipulate. Mm-hmm. And I then all of a sudden that. you have a problem because you've got yeah. new person that's needing to be a part of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, and the children can manipulate too, oh. depending on how old they are. Yeah. I then think the are. younger, the, the, actually the more clever they are at manipulating. And I'm just um, going to say with that, I, I do believe you're right. But at the same time, I also think when younger children, uh, do manipulate, they don't always do it. I mean, they're not doing it purposely. I mean, sometimes they are, but, but a lot of times they're not, but 
it's, it is because of the fact that they have been through a trauma. There's a need. It's a need. And, and they're, depending mm -hmm. on what age, their world, the world does revolve around them. Sure. And when their world is changed and there's, there's a lack of stability and structure in their world, they will compete. They will act out. They will do those things. And I, so those are cries for help, really. I think you brought up a great point up, though, that I think we ought to address a little bit more, and that is taking care of this on the front end. So if you know you're going into a situation where you're going to be dating someone with one, two kids, yeah. start talking about it right out of the gate. Right. How do you parent? What are your skills? What do you feel like your skills are as a parent? How do you discipline? Do you not discipline? What are those things that just like you would ask is how's your relationship with your mom and dad? And where do you like to go to vacation? And, you know, talk about it because the other thing that um, I've experienced is, is that is when dating someone for a while with a child, I always say, will you ever allow me to, you know, discipline or support you? Or if I see this, you know, maybe there's a situation I said, I don't like the way he or she just treated you. Would you allow me to step in or do you need to handle that on your That's own? Some tricky stuff. And it gets tricky. That's and so tricky. I always, always asked, I always asked, mm -hmm. uh, no, no, we're not ready for that yet. Okay, fine. You're not ready for that. That's cool. So, but I, I think you've got to you, talk about that. I know you, Brad, one of the things you've, you have run into, but your kids are older now, so it's not as much of a deal. But when they were younger, when they were younger, women wouldn't always understand that you had your children over the weekend and you valued that time. And that was not dating time. That was time with your kids. And that's a tough one. It is a tough one. It's and a tough and one. we do, if we are, and we have a lot of different age groups watching the podcast, we do need to respect that person's family and their dynamic. Yes. And they're just as you are going to require time with them and you expect it. They also have time they have to dedicate to their family and that's the part that a lot of yeah, people I mean if you're if understand. a guy is dating a, a, a single mom and she's got an eight-year-old and a four-year-old or something she's going to have to have that time that's mommy time I mean and but it does have to, it has to be balanced it has to be balanced it has to be balanced and you have to uh, we're right back to it you have to talk about those things on the front side of it to make sure there she's going to be consistent but, and she's ready to date and he is too. And, and you work through that. But you, you know? don't necessarily know. And this is the great part of relationships. You don't really know till you get into it. And I know this is a matchmaker that people tell you all, I'm this, I'm that, I do this, I do that, I believe this, I don't believe that. But then they get in a relationship and they can be completely different. So sometimes you've just got to get in and see how it's working. And lovingly, if you've got to point something out, you can do it lovingly without pointing a finger or blaming. You can point out lovingly what you've observed. Sure. Uh, so Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so having said that, let's ha hit that other aspect because this is a big hot button for me. It's a huge hot button for me. And you know what it is with the kids, the young kids, people with young kids, that a lot of men and women will not date someone with younger children. And I can certainly appreciate that now that mine are older. I can certainly understand where they're, where they're coming from because I have a, a high school sophomore and fixing to graduate in college. Um, so I can understand that. But you have to figure out your deal breakers like we've been talking about, right? You have to figure out your deal breakers and then don't waste that other person's time. If you know she has young kids or he does and it's one of your deal breakers, don't do it. 
so that you don't have to have that issue and you're not, you know, potentially hurting someone that you don't need to hurt because it's on your deal breaker list. So here's the thing. Well, that, I could think about having other kids. So, you know, uh, yeah. So think about it. Brad is correct. You should think at least think you know? about it. But when we rule somebody out, what if your soulmate walks in? What if you're, what if this is the perfect person for you, yet they have a eight-year-old child, let's say, which would be considered young for some of these people that they don't want, right, as, as we're getting older. And, like, it's usually people that have already raised their children. Yeah. Their children are either well, about their, to graduate high final, school. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're seeing their way out, and they don't want to go backwards. Mm -hmm. But if it's your soulmate, I mean, especially and, – and listen, ladies, I, I say this with love because I guess I don't understand it being – coming from a family of five with – and being Catholic, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't get it. Like, uh, you know, my mom took in foster children too, on top of having five kids. Like, I mean, we God bless your mom. Yeah. So the more the merrier, my family. <laughs> so why not? I mean, why? See, okay. So I don't mean to interrupt if you. If you have maternal instincts, why not? Is my point. But right there, your upbringing influences your decisions about families. Well, it's a family M value. Though. Mine does a, too. Like, I grew up. Um, in, in with three, two sisters, um, the closest one is six years older than me. The other one's 12. Right. So there was a pretty big disconnect from things we were going to do together and all that stuff. Right. From, from my oldest sister to myself. So that influenced my decision in having kids that also influences my decision for future situations. So I think you brought up an important point when you say in my family, the more, the merrier. So there could be some philosophies there where you say, well, I may not want kids, but I grew up in a big family, so I could see myself with her with kids. And, you know, yeah, and if you're an only child, I mean, for that matter, only child, I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I'm guessing only children probably don't want big families and they might, they don't might know. be hesitant if they already had a child or somebody already had a child or two that they wouldn't, maybe they wouldn't want that. I mean, sometimes, sometimes only children don't. I mean, and I, I know that's not the case for all of you. I'm not trying to lump you in, but there are just psychologically things you look at when you're matchmaking, and that is one of them. Uh, typically, typically, only children are not going to be those ones that want to have a large, large family. No, I agree with typically. You. So I have another challenge. Another challenge. Another challenge. So I sit down and I, I created my needs and my wants, right? Like we always talk about, and I've. Created my deal breakers. Okay. And one of my deal breakers is, let's say, for example, I don't want to date someone with kids. But you said, well, what if she's your soulmate? How is she my soulmate if she doesn't fit the deal breaker list? If she so doesn't how, fit the deal breaker yeah, list? Yeah, so like like oh. she has kids and on my deal breaker, I don't want to date anybody with kids under I think the age you need to look at every situation independently. I mean, that's... I think where we miss the boat, why people are single is because it's, there are big deal breakers. Like, and I can see things like faith, uh, you know, values, uh, certain lifestyle choices might be deal breakers, but, and, and I know some people call this a lifestyle choice with kids, but I think there's places where we need to be a little bit flexible and open because if God sends you the perfect person that you've been praying for and looking for, and there's an element that, you know, that you didn't kind of figure into the mix, have an open mind because that's, I think, where we miss the boat sometimes. And that's why I wanted to bring it up for, for that exact point is that 
this stuff can't be written in stone. Right. So it wasn't like I was trying well, to say. some of it can. It wasn't like I was trying to say blah, 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 blah. It was more about bringing it to life that none of this stuff is written out. It's not going to go like this. Some, of, But some right? of it is. There's the core, you know, sure. your core values, your core. Don't compromise on that. Don't compromise because what will happen is if you make a compromise there and then you come back later, you will resent it. Yeah. So you don't see it coming, but it, it will happen. You have your you have your true, true deal breakers. Right. And then there's these kind of flexible ones, right, when that person walks in your life. So I, I just wanted to reiterate that, which and you did exactly what I thought, which was you can't just put everything in a box. Right. And leave it there. Right. You know. So, but but you do need to know what's acceptable and what's yeah. not acceptable. And that's, listen, everybody, this is the thing about it. Somebody's going to respect you more if you know what you want and you can talk about it and you can state it. I mean, mm -hmm. if you have a command for, uh, for, I mean, you're, you're emotionally intelligent. You know what you want. You know what you need. That's hot. That's sexy. That's, that's great. And you can communicate. It would even be better. So, uh, so. Having said that, do we have anybody else? Um, anybody, There's been comments? a few. I mean, just kind of reiterating what we've talked about. Um, Scott says, might be your loss. And we talked about if you just don't take the time to get to know that person. Don't cookie cut your life. Right. You might lose something really good. God sends us all messages in many ways. So there's a lot of that stuff, you know, just kind of reiterating what we've been talking about. Uh, one of the ones you and I talked about, and I think you should unpack it, is weak men. Oh, yeah, so that was one that my neighbor brought up last night. She tells lots of stories. Hi, Suzanne, if you're listening, watching. Uh, she is so funny. She tells lots of stories about her dating with with her fiancé next to her, about her dating life. And uh, it's too. Uh, but but she does. She said she tests men on a first date if, if she pulls out her card to see if they'll let her pay. And then if they let her pay, then she considers them weak. <laughs> There's a lot of definitions of weak. I know, but but that was just one. That was that was just one. But 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 basically, it came down to this when she was describing it: men that don't know what they want, that they they can't lead, they don't take the bull by the horns. They're not, you know, they're not asking for the date. Uh, you know, just just that whole uh, that whole strength thing. That's we need that as women. We, we mm -hmm. like that in a man. It's great. I love that men have become. Uh, softer, they've become more vulnerable. I mean, you look on my page, I have guys talking about their feelings all the time, about, you know, relationships. We get down in some, in some pretty deep conversations. That's great, guys, that you can do that. That's not weak. That's a strength, actually, that you are comfortable and confident enough to be able to say what you want and what you need and what's on your mind. So, and express your feelings. And it's also not that you want some guy sobbing around you all the time because you don't, but it's not, it's not weak if a man cries. <laughs> don't cry all the time. Oh, that's making don't me laugh. cry all the time. But but I'm watching but a movie tears, and bawling or tears something. show you're human. So it's totally fine to cry, guys. But but women are looking for strength, for confidence, for leadership. And I know that looks different to a lot. Are any women commenting on this? Um, uh, Jenny just said yes. Yeah. Okay. So oh, there we go. Yeah. That's all we got is a yes. Um, okay. Uh, another guy said, agree. Men need to act like men. <laughs> That's rough guys. Uh, hey, 
I listen. I'm not going to get started on that because I'll get in trouble. So we'll just move. We'll just keep moving on. Wait, what were you going to say? You can't hold back. If you're, you have a little baby think, rant, I you, think you got to let it out. It is a little bitty baby rant. I think over the years, in in however many it's happened, but I think men have become weaker, and I don't know if that is because there are a lot of times men feel like we're targeted. Um, not that some of our actions haven't been needing to be you know, targeted, if you will, because there's some real jerks out there. But I think at the same time, I think there's a lot of stuff that we just feel like we're not going to say anymore. We're not going to do anymore. We're not going to. And, you know, 10 years ago, it was That's not what, manly, but I mean, we, we did more of that. And so is um, it because women have become stronger though, Brad? Because no, I don't think so. No, I mean, cause you and I talk about this stuff. We've talked about on the podcast. Uh, I, I think strong women are extremely attractive. I, I don't want the soft butter. Oh God, please take care of me. I don't need that. But you also don't want some you know, woman telling you what to do, commanding this, no. commanding that. But at the same time, women don't want a man doing that either. So I don't think I'm talking about being, being we a, don't mind a man being commanding. If he's doing it respectfully, it, I mean that, that, but I think what you're talking about thing. is, is a man taking the leadership role. I'm sorry, earning the leadership role based on his action and treatment of his spouse or girlfriend or mate, which is. Yeah. Leadership know, does not include abuse. No. Yeah. And, and I'm, and, and I think there are times this is why I didn't want to get into this because it's, it's a whole new podcast, but there are times where men feel like I'm going to go ahead and take the back seat on this because society to has told me I need to take the back seat on this. Got it. And 20 years ago, it'd be like, Nope, I got this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take this and fix it and, and, and whatever. But in doing that, they were criticized or called out or said something about, or that's not right. You can't do that anymore because she's a female. And I just think that's changed some. And I think in doing that over the years, it has made Good. men a little weaker. Okay. Not an emotional state because you know me, I wear my emotions on sleeve. I mean, uh, I cry when I see my daughter dance. What, what I, I love it. Well, what I see more than anything and have seen over the past probably 10 years is men being more relationship oriented and women being more, uh, more freedom oriented. And I think there's a lot of balance that has been thrown off with that because of the fact that women are so much more independent now. And so it's caused men to sometimes exhibit more of the female norm of being, of romanticizing, wanting to be in a, I see more men wanting to be in a relationship than I do women these days. Uh, and, and especially in their actions. Uh, I don't, again, ladies, there's plenty of you out there that I know hey, I'm want some, to be in a relationship. I'm getting some love from the ladies. One says, agree. No to a man taking the back seat. They want a leader. Yes. Leaders do not equal up whole. Uh-huh. Uh, women being stronger aren't an excuse. I'm a strong woman, but want a man who can lead. And I think that's what I was trying to get to and, and without being getting in trouble for some un-PC comment. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've always said it. I've, I had a pastor tell me this one time, and I had, I've seen it at leadership conferences and everything else. But the man is the head of the household, quote, unquote, but the female is the neck. So they have the incredible ability to direct that path, right? Um, and again, the man has to earn it. He doesn't just get it because he's a man. There's and there an has to be a thing. there has to be a yin and a yang and all it of has that to be. too. I mean, 
the best men are the guys. When I hear a guy go, whatever she says, whatever she wants to do. That's what I'm talking I'm like, about. But that's get, the weakness that I was no, trying no, to explain. No, no, no. That's that's a guy. No, no, because that's a guy that really kind of gets it. He's he's chosen his battles. He understands it's not a battle. He's he wants to even he wants to even go at. Plus, it gives a woman. She's going to give you more power if you give her a little bit. So well, let's get into this like then. Let's that, get into this a little bit. We only let's, have a few more minutes, but we can get into it. Let's take a house. Uh-huh. I would bet most of the time women get the house they want, not the guy get the house he wants. I Fair? Think, no, I think it depends on the relationship. Oh, it's, you don't watch enough HGTV. <laughs> maybe I don't. But maybe the woman gets the kitchen she wants or the bedroom she wants. But, well, kitchens and baths still houses. Yeah. But, but having said that, I, it is it, it is a balance of power always in that. And uh, but but again, you need you need to know you need to know who you are and what you want uh, getting into all of that and and understand what your deal breakers are. I mean, here if if a if a weak man and you know what I hate to say this, but I think there's a lot of women out there that define that define good qualities in a man as weak. You don't have to be a jerk. To be no, to be wanted no. and to be desired by a woman, you don't have. That's not what we're talking. That about. shows to me is weakness because you're being a jerk to cover up something. Right. You're covering something. You're trying to be something you're not. There's a balance. John just said, "I love strong, intelligent women. Weak men see them as a threat." Okay, maybe I've heard this. Yeah, yeah I've heard this. Uh, you know, again, I think it goes back to the fact, and I could could be wrong, but uh, independent women. It's not that they see it as a weakness. It's it, some some women just have their own agenda. They're 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 insecure and they have their own agenda, and that's that's those are the extremes though. Those are the absolute extremes. Uh, so you know, here's what I'm going to say with that, and this is to the ladies because I've coached a lot of ladies on this. Women also need to know how to be strong and a leader and a CEO in the boardroom, and they need to know how to flip the switch off when they get home. As and, does a man. Yeah. But that feminine aspect, as women have, you know, the, the feminist movement has been going on forever. We, we're, we're there. You know, we're there. We, we're, I'm a woman, been running my own business for God knows how many years. We're there. We don't have to fight for it anymore, but we do need to know our place in the fact that we can be demanding, we can, you know, we can have that type A personality in the workplace, but when you get home, your husband or boyfriend doesn't want to get bossed around and told what to do like one of your employees, you know? I mean, there's got to be a balance. And so there's masculine energy and there's feminine energy. And we both Parties need to balance both of those. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I think the exact same thing that you just said goes for a man. Right. Like I've said on the podcast before, home is where you take your armor off. Right. And Should be. you shed everything and you put your house shoes on. And, and when you can't, that you know, would be a deal breaker. Yeah, right? exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, you know what? I, I guess as we wrap this up, I would like to just say to people, I know we didn't get into all of them because... Last night they rattled off, I don't know, maybe 50, but, uh, but there's big ones and there's little ones, but at least think about it. If you haven't done your list yet, if you have not sat down and thought about things that you would accept or things that like, that you would say like, that's not okay with me. It's not okay with me that somebody 
does this or says this or you need to know those things because those are your personal boundaries and that's how we end up getting in dysfunctional relationships and getting deep in them because we didn't know we didn't know our boundaries we didn't know the things that we that were not acceptable and then once we've determined them now we've got to dig our way out and there's emotions involved so know before you get in that way you can deal with it and hopefully move through it have a conversation about it and move through it or not you know sometimes it's have a conversation and get out because that's who the person is and sometimes we just have to accept that too mm-hmm. you know yep so anyway thank you guys for joining us as always uh and if you have uh, as we go each week uh, i know we have a couple uh planned ahead here but as we go f- forward let us know if you have any ideas on topics anything you'd like to talk about Uh, feel free to put it in the comments or you can message me privately if you'd like uh, and let me know what you guys want to talk about uh, in the conversation since we're going live every week now. So it's Mm -hmm. our conversation now. So anyway, y'all have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today and please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Styers.